This podcast is brought to you by Vinzero. Vinzero pioneers solutions and services to the AEC and manufacturing industries to support net zero targets. Visit Vinzero.com to learn more about how organisations design, build and solve through digitalisation. From Vinzero to you, welcome to our Think Future podcast series. Each week we'll share conversations with industry leaders from around the world to find out how they're thinking future. Subscribe to Vinzero Think Future for access to more episodes, interviews and profiles. Today on Think Future, I'm joined by Matt Fern, National Digital Engineering Manager for Stowe, one of Australia's largest privately owned and innovative electrical and communications contractors. Matt will share his journey from the golf course to Minecraft, opening the conversation on the role of technology adoption in driving sustainable outcomes across all built environments and sharing his thoughts and excitement for emerging and game-changing technologies ahead. Welcome to the program, Matt. G'day. Thanks for having me on here. Great to have you. So you've had an interesting journey from the kitchen bench to the drafting bench and now potentially onto a virtual bench as we move toward a future of immersive capability for Asbuilt. So tell us a bit about your pathway to now. <laughs> yeah, my, my pathway over here is um, yeah, is, is a bit of an interesting one. I don't think I've met anyone yet who has had quite the same journey as me. But yes, my, I'm actually a trained chef, not an electrician. Seems to be a perfectly logical transition from chef to, to draftsman, I guess. <laughs> At the time, there were some, some very challenging times as, as, as a chef, especially with some changes in government policies. And I think it might have been, it was over a game of golf and I was playing with a friend of the family who said, why don't you come and work for me instead? And he worked for a mechanical contractor at the time. And so I said, why not? Let's go. And yeah, the rest is a little bit of history. So from there, I've, I've moved from a mechanical contractor over to a national engineering consultancy where I did uh, 12 years with them. And then three years ago, move on as the um, Stowe Australia's national digital engineering manager. And as a result of that, you've developed quite a passion for the as-built environment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole process. As-built is one of our deliveries that we try to try to meet. Um but it's also improving the process for our site teams along the way. They are also a very important process that we can, this technology can help them along their way to do things faster and more efficient. And you would have seen a lot of changes, I'm assuming, over the last, let's say, decade. What have been some of the biggest changes that you've seen? Well, for me personally, one of the, the, I suppose, the biggest change is moving from a from a two D drafting environment to a to a full three D modelling environment. Mainly with the changes there from AutoCAD to Revit. Last ten years, that would have been the biggest industry change, so to speak, for us. And of course, moving to that three D world has opened up so many other technologies that have been built on that, or that three D model can embrace. You know, virtual reality augmented reality, mixed reality, all these sort of things. You know, being able to walk around with a with a device on site with access to all those all those models and drawings. You couldn't do that ten years ago. No way. And I think we, we were talking earlier and you mentioned with your children you like to refer to it that it's a bit like playing a game. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. I mean my kids are, are big into Minecraft and I they often ask what do I do when they see some work on my screen or whatever. I relate it to them and say, well, 
the best example is I play Minecraft for a living. It's a little bit more fancy and it does a few more things, but I look at the kids who are who are building models of houses, they're building forts, they're building all kinds of things straight into their modeled world of Minecraft and they're not using plans. They're coming up with it. They're collaborating with each other, with their friends around the same model and it's got a lot of similarities to what what I do now and in some cases, some aspects, I think they do it even better. So we may even see a future trend towards more on-the-fly design, perhaps. I think so. I mean, the way that the technology is is improving and heading down a path of a more, hopefully more of a collaborative environment, that will be the case. I mean, the days of of 2D drawings, for example, very much like a like an old drafting style, they're numbered. In your business today, are you seeing much of a change towards the drive for zero emissions? And, and if so, how is that starting to impact your business? We're in the construction industry, so towards zero emissions, you know, sustainability, these things are very big, in, in, especially in commercial construction at the moment. But in my little area of it, it's about focusing on less wasted design, for example. Early in the piece of my career, I was, I was absolutely astonished about the amount of wasted design time that goes into a commercial project. That wasted design time just equals energy, it equals, equals money, equals just all this wasted time, which adds to the commercial wastage that is well known in the construction industry that it is, a, it is quite a big problem. So. The way I would like to see that sort of reduce, I suppose, hopefully all these technologies will start to reduce that wasted design time, that entire design efforts aren't thrown in the bin, that contractors are brought on earlier for early contractor engagement and actually have influence in the design at that early period. All of that for my area of the world, that's something that I can directly influence to help. Things like choice of suppliers, our choice of materials, for example. They are, of course, very important things in the construction lifestyle, but they're not things that I personally have a control over. Do you think in terms of the adoption rates here in Australia, we have a way to go? Yes and no. <laughs> Look, as, an, as a t- complete industry, yes. I would have to say that as contractors overall, I believe there is a way to go to embrace all of the technologies that are available to us. I would like to think that, that Stowe is well advanced in that path, but we are one company, one contractor. There's, there are a few others, of course, that are playing at that same level. But if the entire industry isn't at that same level playing field, then it's going to struggle. And I think one of those reasons at the moment is the current way that contracts are written um, about the engagement between especially consultants and contractors until things start to change in those sort of fields. The industry's going to struggle to keep up. So where do you see the connect happening in the industry between the construction people themselves on site and people, the solution providers like yourself? How do you see that connection to adoption starting to increase? What's the pathway there? Well, the pathway there is, is simply providing access. It's one of the things we've, we've managed to successfully get over, over the line with Stowe. I call these people non-traditional stakeholders. 
which the world of drafting and modeling has often been kept to a drafting team, an engineering team, and probably a project manager. So all these other people, there are, and they're, they're like a tip of an iceberg of a construction team. I mean, Stowe has 1,500 employees, and I'm going to say roughly maybe 400 of those are in the office. The rest are all on site. So that's where our main staff numbers are, and that's the same on any construction site. So it's about getting these guys in and giving them access to it. And luckily, the technology has provided us uh, ways to do that, things like simple iPads and 5G connections. They allow us with cloud-based technology to get information to the site teams. We're close to live now, and that's, that's really impressive. It was maybe five years ago, I think, where that wasn't even a reality, at least not in Australia. Absolutely. So with the experience that you've had in the industry thus far, what do you see as the next big thing? The next big thing I would like to see is a, is a much more collaborative environment. Focusing on things like uh, virtual reality at the moment, that's, that's not a true collaborative world at this point in time. Whether that's things like immersion room, things like that, which are starting to, to pop up, embracing things like mixed reality, augmented reality, or a technology that quite honestly just doesn't exist yet. But especially during our time in COVID, I think collaboration, remote collaboration has so much more to go. And when someone nails that to a point where the entire design team can truly collaborate as if they were working in their own project office, that will be the next big thing. Stowe Australia themselves are looking at doing some very innovative practices at their head office there. Would you like to tell us a little bit about what's coming up and what's got you excited in thinking future? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, one of, our, one of our projects at the moment we're looking into is actually an immersion room, actually properly converting one of our existing boardrooms into yeah, what we're calling an immersion room. It's based off Igloo's technology. That's the company who's currently out there providing it in Australia anyway. It's a system of short throw projectors that allows the staff and a group of people to stand within a room and see and everything's being projected at a one-to-one scale. And so you are you can stand within the area and actually talk and communicate with each other. And that is a, one of the biggest steps in, uh, that I see in a, in a true collaborative environment. We'll be using this type of room to bring clients through for potential tenders, but also during construction of our major projects to actually come in, discuss, workshop. At the moment, I run a workshop that I simply call a discovery workshop that has no true agenda. It's just about talking about the building, discussing what's going on, how this area is going to be challenging, et cetera, et cetera. And this type of room will definitely improve that. Do you think this type of room is also a great opportunity for you to engage with, as you referred to them before, your non-traditional stakeholders? Oh, very much so. There's an old saying, a picture sells a thousand worlds. Well, it does. And during my 12 years as a consultancy, and that's, and that's pretty typical amongst all Australian consultancies anyway, they have embraced BIM visualisation many years before the contractors really got a hold of it. And so it was easy to start to become jaded where your work, you're still looking to move further and further away. But the 
contracting teams haven't actually caught up. Now, taking that step to the contracting land, the number one use, the number one thing I can get out of any of our models with all the technologies, all the scheduling, all the tricks that we can do, the most sought after is visualization. It is. People want to see it. The guys want to be able to see the design, talk about it, discuss problems then and there. It is the number one use of our of our BIM models amongst every, any all the other um, things that it can do. So this type of room, definitely, where we can have a handover before construction starts and tour the building in such a way that is a the best use of collaboration we can. We could do that in a VR environment, but it's not a collaborative time. VR is great in its place, but it's a very still a very solo approach. Are you looking for a digitalization and net zero partner to help you achieve your goals? Join the thousands of AEC and manufacturing customers globally who have turned to VinZero to start their journey toward a net zero future. With 32 offices around the world, VinZero can connect you to the right technologies and workflow processes so you can maintain your competitive position and increase profitability. VinZero has an industry expert to help you navigate the best pathway forward wherever you are on your digitalization and net zero journey. Visit VinZero.com to find out more. As the National Digital Engineering Manager for Stowe, what's your advice to companies that perhaps are yet to fully engage in these types of technologies? Just get on board. Just just, just do it. <laughs> Stealing something from Nike there. It's progress, not perfection. How many more things can I throw into one, into one sentence? Sometimes I think people can get scared of analysis paralysis. There's another one. They can get scared of adoption because of all the possibilities that are out there at the moment. But being able to just get in and start changing is is one of the challenges, the, probably one of the biggest challenges in the construction industry, particularly because of the tenure of uh, a lot of the people we have working in the industry. Construction industry has many, many people, 30, 40 years experience. And trying to adapt some of those people to new technologies is quite a challenge sometimes. Uh, but at the same time, we've got to work out a way of capturing all their knowledge, all their skills, because these people aren't going to be around forever and there's a new generation coming through. So it's it's a very interesting time and and companies that haven't jumped on board yet with really trying to adopt the technology and, and use it, at some point they're, they're just going to fall away. So what is Stowe's approach traditionally to onboarding someone in the initial stages of a new technology like this? In some of the stuff that we've done, training is something that we'll, we'll obviously do, but we do that in a variety of manners. First, embracing new technology or at least getting it over. Our first trick is getting some trials going or proof of concepts, which often I take care of myself. So I'm not try I have not not have thought all the workflows through all the processes but definitely getting proof of concepts out first and demonstrating on live projects that has been very successful with Stowe so far and once some of those technologies are released and it just starts to build on itself suddenly it's it's got a mind of its own which is fantastic so I think just getting it out and proving it to the business is probably the the easiest way we get new technology adopted. And obviously without disclosing any particular examples, do you have a recent POC or 
success story that you could share about a process like that where you've successfully mm-hmm. converted somebody over? Well, what software and things that we use is no state secrets. It's the processes behind it that we may differ between company to company. But probably the biggest success we've had most recently is the use of, well, it's a combination of actually of Revisto and Autodesk's BIM 360. The two together creating cloud-based environments for our models and BIMs to live in. Revisto has been what is is the main program we use to give to our non-traditional stakeholders on site. The adoption of that program and everything it means, so the, the accessibility to the model, the feedback, the interrogation into our designs, all this, all this sort of activity that comes from the back of those models, that's because of that. And it, it started with 10 licenses, I think, and very soon we'll be knocking down you know, close to probably three to 500, I reckon, in 12 months. So it's, <laughs> it, it, it took off very well. What outcomes can an organisation like that that's adopting BIM at that level expect on a project within that you know, 12 to two-year period or within a project period? I guess there, there is, I mean, uh, everyone's heard the sales pitch before about BIM and what it can do for the company. I think if, if I'm honest, though, you have to have a level of realism with that. And there is actually a very famous graph, one of the universities in the States actually did it, where you have a, you know, a nice graph, which is what the marketing guys will tell you. You start here, you'll finish here, wonderful ROI, and you know, everyone's happy. The realistic thing is there is this, this dip. There is this adoption dip where, you are, especially if you're adopting it brand new, where there'll be an expectation for the software or the technology to do a certain thing, but it doesn't immediately achieve that. And so people start feeling pretty down about it, but then it starts to come back up again. And that is the truth. Every new technology has this path where everyone could be very excited about its adoption. It wants to use it, but then there might be some hurdles. It could be a variety of things. could be hardware using, could be accessibility. I don't know. Training, lack of training, sorry. Um, there's no one answer, but there is always this dip. And that dip is the worst, is the part that needs to be best managed because you'll have people who just want to call it quits. No, nah, we tried, it didn't work. Let's go back to the way we always have. And, or there's the people that want to take it further. And that's what you need to push through. And so when you're working through that curve and you're mitigating the risk for the organisation that's adopting the technology, What's the advice you give to the users or the community of users at that time to keep them on board and on track? What I try to do is actually address where I can individuals' concerns at, at any point in time. For me, it's about showing them there is, there is ways around it. There is, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. The problem that they're having is usually it's, it's, it's usually overcome once it's understood. You know, it could be could be as simple as just a underperforming device they're using, which is just you know hardware that needs to be replaced. But actually taking the time to find out their problem, tell them there is a solution, has often brought people around. In my experience, anyway, um, there'll always be a couple that just have no interest. And if you can't if you can't get to the point of being able to to show them how this technology, this workflow is going to improve their life, then they won't care. If, if it has no effect on them, it's very hard to sell. 
to those people. Whereas if you can talk to the people whose life and whose workflow will benefit from the adoption of this technology, they can sell it for you. So when you think future and you think about the role of technology and how it supports sustainability and sustainable building practices, how do you see that play out? The more I can get and our team, the more we can get into a virtual construct that'll truly represent our constructed solution as a true digital twin, that will further reduce the waste and the delays and improve the efficiencies on site. I believe that once we get to a point where we are truly reflecting the final constructed solution in a virtual environment and being able to discuss and work through all the potential problems that are on site, when we get that point, we will have greatly reduced the construction waste that happens, especially here in Australia. So the focus we're seeing on net zero is ultimately about ensuring the health of our world, I guess, for generations to come. And uh, all of us, of course, leave our own legacy in terms of the people or places that we impact. And I know we've talked about your family a little bit. So when you look through the eyes of your children, what legacy would you like to leave behind? Well, apart from a very selfish one (laughs) where I can point out X building and tell them that, you know, Daddy had a hand in in constructing that. Ultimately, I hope it's a better place. I mean, that's isn't that what we all want to do? I guess it's challenging in in my environments of generally working in capital cities. There's not much greenery. There's not much farms, <laughs> etc. That you're you're destroying here. But I guess is doing our part, and it's going to take everyone. As I said earlier in the piece, my, in my little corner of the world. Reducing waste in design will be one tiny part in improving our overall sustainability and reducing our emissions, et cetera. And I think that's what we all in our respective parts need to focus on. I've listened to discussions on you know, sustainability in buildings, et cetera. I used to work with a team that, that specialised in doing that. But that's not what I can influence at the moment. And I think everyone involved in the construction industry, and I don't can't think of a role that doesn't every single role can play something in improving their wastage improving their making sustainable choices etc and i think if everyone plays their role then as a group as an industry we will reduce that wastage there's absolutely no doubt the more momentum we can build to drive change for the better i think as you're saying the more we'll see greener buildings and more greener spaces and together if everybody's focused on that same net zero outcome then definitely I think collectively uh, there's a great legacy and a great story to be told. Yeah I think so. Okay Matt Fern National Digital Engineering Manager for Stowe it's been great having you on the Think Future program and we look forward to hearing more from Stowe. Excellent thanks very much for having me. Thank you. This podcast was brought to you by VinZero. VinZero help the AEC and manufacturing industries keep pace with digital change and achieve their technological and sustainability leadership goals. VinZero is a company that cares about creating and building a better world. Together, we are working with industry and environmental experts, providing forums and platforms 
through our Vinzero Think community to create conversations that matter to our future generations. We invite you to join in the conversation and participate in our Think community. Like and subscribe to Think Future to stay up to date with the latest innovations and conversations as we take AEC and manufacturing around the world closer to zero. You can download our podcasts at vinzero.com or from your favourite podcast platform. From Vinzero Think Future, thanks for listening.